Hello, this is Mike Edo and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the fifth episode of our 2019 season of Beer, Baseball, and Bines. Today we are going to be joined by Eric Meyer from Cahaba Brewing in Birmingham, Alabama. But before we get to uh, Eric, Steve, um, kind of a tough weekend here for the Mariners. The Twins are still in, in first, but the Mariners are still a playoff-bound team according to uh, winning percentage, at least for today. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to last too much longer. But uh, as an avid fan, we'll continue rooting for them. Uh, they got routed a couple games uh, by Texas, uh, which they can do. That You can always expect that from a Texas Ranger team. They'll have guys that can hit the hit ball. The ball. And, yep. and they didn't disappoint uh, over the weekend. So we got the Cubs coming into town uh, tomorrow for a couple games, which is good. kind of a rare treat to see uh, – a na- an iconic National League team like the Cubs coming to town. So, so this year the uh, mm-hmm. the Mariners are playing the National League Central. That's their round of yes. uh, NL teams. The Twins are playing the the, <clears throat> the National League East, and they've already gotten beat up a little bit by the uh, the Phillies and the, or they split with the Mets at least. But uh, mm-hmm. glad to get out of there. The the Twins just played the Orioles six games in the last like ten games and won all six. Yes, <laughs> thank goodness for the <laughs> Orioles. So. Yeah, they're kind of like the uh, major league homecoming team. You yeah. want to tr- you want them on your schedule because <laughs> you right. got a pretty good chance you can beat them. That's right. But you know the the Mariners, I think, along <laughs> with probably the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, are the two best biggest surprises so far this year in terms of uh, winning more than was expected. It's a nice way to start the the year in the first month at least. Yeah, you know we'll we'll take it. Uh, anytime your starting shortstop is leading the entire. Uh, Major League Baseball and errors, uh, <laughs> you, you know that uh, there's going to be some regression to the mean at some point. Sure. But, uh, uh, we'll enjoy it while we can, and it's a long season. The reverse side, uh, if you wear red <clears throat> socks or red stockings, you're off to a bad start. Both uh, Boston and Cincinnati are doing less than they were expecting, certainly uh, to start the year. Yeah, Cincinnati kind of refurbished their entire team, so you didn't really know how that was going to end up. And not so, so good. So far, <laughs> not so good. And I think everyone expected the Red Sox to be right there uh, back in the World Series again this year, and it doesn't look like they're on uh, pace to get there. So Yeah, the Yankees and the Cardinals have both turned it around <laughs> in the last week or 10 mm-hmm. days. They're back on pretty good winning streaks at the moment. So. Yep. Almost an equilibrium back in the world here. So. Yep, there is. And that's, again, the fun part about the season. It's yep. uh, It takes a long time, and uh, a lot of things can happen along the way. Well, we thought we'd do something a little different this year. <laughs> We've been um, following primarily breweries in towns that have major league baseball teams but uh, we've got a special guest today as i mentioned uh, eric meyer from cahaba brewing in birmingham alabama and uh, although birmingham might not be uh, in you know not have a major league team it has uh, a great legacy of both ball players that came out of that area but also with the uh, the the barons and the a's back in the day some really good players came out and went through there and so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that with Eric. Eric, welcome to our podcast. I thank you for uh, having me here today. Well, before we talk baseball, maybe tell us a little bit about Cahaba Brewing. Uh, when you know when did you guys get started, and what's a little bit of the backstory behind Cahaba? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we started the business in 2011. Uh, finally, had our first beer on draft in 2012. Um, just, you know, growing it out of the garage, a couple buddies and just trying to, trying to get a tap on the wall against some of the big guys. 
and uh, really just focusing in on, you know, quality. I mean, we all say it, but <laughs> that was a big goal for us back then and uh, consistency. And um, here today, you know, we, we cover a good part of uh, central North Alabama and, um, you know, really kind of just enjoy, enjoy what we're doing. Well, we're drinking. You you sent up some American Blonde for us to share, and we're enjoying that today. Right. It's a nice, nicely made beer. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, American Blonde's done. Um, it was actually a beer just north of us is a town called Coleman, and up until 2012-2013, um, they had always had a dry Oktoberfest, which is kind of an oxymoron <laughs> in its own. Um, but they finally had their first wet Oktoberfest. And uh, so I created a true German purity law, um, Munich Hellas. And it went over so well uh, that the distributor just kept asking for more and more. And on an old system like we had, you just couldn't you couldn't handle doing the lagers. So we were able to uh, swap around a little yeast and um, create this American blonde. And um, it's become our, uh, our best seller since. So what exactly is a dry Oktoberfest? You're going to have to walk us through that one. We're not quite familiar <laughs> with that concept. <laughs> uh, we need you to bring. We need to bring you to Alabama to see it. But it's a lot of pretzels and a lot of dancing of old people. So uh, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Is that kind of like a pregnant virgin? I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like dry and Oktoberfest go together. But uh, yeah. So Cahaba is, is the name of a nearby river, right? Is that that's uh, how you got the name? Correct, correct. It's a major water source that runs through the south part of town. Uh, we we say that normally we get about 50% of our water out of the Cahaba River. Um, north side of town is a Black Warrior River basin, uh, so we get our other half of water from there just depending on the season. Kind of plays a little bit of a, a mess for brewing um, just because both water sources are coming from different sources um the geography and uh the soil and everything is very similar but again they're from two different sources so um we are always paying attention to our water here just to make sure that um you know your ph and really your uh your uh, uh your minerals in the water will change from river so we just have to stay on top of it to make sure that that american blonde and you should have some pale ale as well uh make sure that those things you know are consistent across the board Yep, we'll have to have those in a few minutes after we finish off the blondes here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're a home brewer, Eric, is that right? And how did, how did you get involved in home brewing and kind of what was your path uh, out of, uh, yeah, into that? Well, um, we uh, met a neighbor and uh, moved into a little neighborhood with a bunch of elderly people and met a neighbor down the road that had a kid about the same age. And um, we just started hanging out and brewing on the kitchen stove. Um, quickly got moved out into the garage because the wife, we irritated her <laughs> one too many times. Um, but yeah, I got out into the garage and just started, started brewing. Um, my full time, this isn't a full time gig for me. I, my full time job is I'm a, I'm a fireman for a local municipality. Hmm. And, uh, so, so on my 48 hours off, I'd be hanging out in the garage, <laughs> taking care of my, my little one mm-hmm. and, uh, brewing beer. Um, and it just kind of, it allowed me to you know, I was, I was only brewing, um, 10 to 20 gallons a week, but you know, I was able to just kind of keep running through recipes there. And, uh, an, an old buddy would travel around and was like, Hey, there's this brewery up in Charlotte. You need to do this in Birmingham. And at that time, Birmingham was still so young in the craft beer industry. We had one brewery. And, uh, so I was like, well, man, let's just, uh, let's give this a shot. And, you know, the original goal was we we're going to make a, a barrel of beer at a time and do four barrels of beer a week. And, 
Um, we quickly realized that was not a good goal at the time. Um, so we bought a three barrel system from a brewery north of here and um, started out with um, doing about six and a half, seven barrel batches at a time. And, uh, you know, it was it was good. Just kind of kept growing from there. Our regional uh, sales director, Jim Lambert, speaks fairly highly of you and the entire Alabama uh, brewing scene, both, uh, you know, Huntsville uh, with, the, with the NASA um, focus and then Birmingham as, as, uh, as a great food city and therefore a great place to try to pair food and beer together. And, and you're obviously part of that. Yeah, yeah. And we've been, um, Birmingham's always kind of been, or Alabama's really been a, a sleeper anyway. Um, we always tend to be at the bottom of every chart that comes out. But, um, but when you really start digging into the food scene that we have here in Birmingham and the uh, differential or differing clientele that North Alabama and South Alabama have, um, I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff going on here. I mean, our James Beard award winning chefs that we have just here in Birmingham are wonderful and um you know the the ability for us to to complement that and to you know hopefully i mean uh we we used to have people that would be traveling from uh new orleans up the east coast and you know they would stop in birmingham for beer rather than the big city of atlanta so um uh -huh. you know for us to hear that was uh was it was a huge pat on the back and are you involved, actively involved with uh, some of these restaurants and doing food pairing or part of Savor? We are trying to match up food and beers. Is that uh, something you guys are, are, are actively involved in? That is something that um, I'll say my sales, I got two salespeople that are out in the market doing that. Um, that is something that they, they are pushing hard for. Um, and uh, I don't tend to get into that very much because uh, I like all foods. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I uh, like all beer. So I think all beer and all food go well together. Um, so I don't do well with the sit down dinners um, and setting them up very well. But uh, but yes, we have people out there doing that. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that you're sitting there drinking the blonde and the blonde is a, you know, five and a quarter percent ABV, all Pilsner based with some Czech sauce hops. It's it's a ale version of a Munich Hellas, and um, it is a great gateway transition for for trying to bring people over from the macro breweries into local craft beer. Um, and with that, you know, we feel like we just need to keep keep educating the public on you know what local craft beer is, um, about the people that are behind it, about the ingredients and everything else that's behind it, and um, you know that's what the sales force is out there trying to do. It looks to me, Eric, that you have kind of the Cahaba River kind of in, in your uh, in your marketing. Uh, we've got a couple cans here. It says uh, "Passion like a river flows." Is that what the reference to "Jump in" uh, when it says "Jump in Cahaba Brewing" is? is yeah, that, that that's all all tied back to the river. Then, uh, well, it's all tied back to the river. And what what we like um, when you really start looking at the rivers, um, if you look on the top of the can right above our our uh, Cahaba Brewing, there's a there's a mark there. We we call it the mark um, or a bug. Um, it's actually two seas, um, one one um, facing upriver. Um, we like to say, you know, that's that's we don't ever want to forget where our foundation came from, where our basis comes from, where our original goals of setting out and doing a brewery and uh, running a business is all about. Mm -hmm. um, but the other sea is uh, looking downriver, and um, you know the river's like life. Um, you don't know what's around the bend. Um, but if you don't jump in, then you'll never know. Yep. And that's kind of where that whole thing kind of comes from is, you know, with life, you can sit on the bank of life and watch it go on by, or you can jump in. Um, 
And that's kind of the whole idea of Cahaba is, is just that authenticity and just digging in deep and, you know, being who you want to be. And, and it's also, it looks like your logo has a little diamond in the middle as well, which, you know, baseball is life. So there's that tie back to baseball in there as well. Did you plan you that? Go. Did you plan there that, you or is just me, uh, uh, me talking, <laughs> projecting, uh, being yeah. a? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I'd love to say I planned that, but I think it's a good, good reference into uh, more of the conversation. Yeah, good. So you've got great sports all around you between Alabama and Auburn, and of course uh, you've got uh, Talladega and 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 then uh, Birmingham uh, Barons. Uh, are you actively uh, engaged in marketing and selling your beer into those different venues, or? Uh, yes. Yeah. We, we, we try our best, um, you know, for, uh, the Barons being in their new stadium here in the past couple of years. Um, there's been some battles that have ensued, but, uh, but yeah, we, we want to be, um, everywhere we can just like any other brewery, but, you know, for us to really help support, um, our local teams, um, I'm a big UAB fan. So, you know, I, oh, sure. you know, yeah. I support Tuscaloosa, I support Auburn, but I'm a UAB grad. Um, so anything that we can do to be in front of the UAB fans um, and the students in the town um, is, you know, we, we really push hard for that as well. Um, but, you know, what's crazy is a couple of years ago, um, I mean, I want to say it was six years ago, seven years ago, uh, downtown Birmingham was the university. It was the hospital. It was just that. The Barons were out in Hoover, about eight miles south of town. They had a great little stadium out there in the neighborhood. Um, and in downtown just really wasn't, wasn't a lot going on. Um, but the mayor at the time, uh, said that what built Birmingham or what brought Birmingham back was beer in the Barrens. The Barrens mm-hmm. built a huge stadium, uh, Regis Park, uh, down here on first Avenue North, um, good people brewery. How did they roll the dice this way? Um, they're right across the street from the brewery, which is spectacular. Um, we are, we were 20 blocks away from them. No, 15 blocks away from them. We're now 30 blocks away. We kind of moved a little bit further down, but we're still on, in a sense, third Avenue South. Um, I mean, our address says fifth, but it turns into third. So, I mean, we're, we're all in the same area and for the, for the mayor to really talk about that and, and how beer and baseball or beer and the Barons have really revitalized the downtown era is, is great. And we have a lot of people coming back into town, a lot of development going on. Um, so it's been a real good, real good thing for Birmingham. That's great to hear. And, and the Barons are a White Sox Double A team affiliate, right? And so you've had some that really is, good ball players come through there that are now in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's been there's been a few for sure. Um, you know, the Barons aren't doing so well this year, <laughs> um, but hey, we're we're starting out and we're gonna we're gonna you know they're gonna get it under wraps and get it under control. But uh, but there's been a few few uh, few good pros. You know, I mean, good old Frank Thomas came out of here years ago um you know the one that everybody seems to always want to talk about is uh is is jordan uh, michael jordan yep. um wasn't even a baseball player he's a basketball player so you know everybody wants to talk about how you know in 94 he came around and and played baseball with us um which was which was great i mean i lived um i grew up in north alabama in huntsville and i mean i remember my dad and my brother driving down because my brother wanted to see jordan on the field you know yep um so uh so that's it's been crazy yeah that's just proof in my mind that really the the real athletes are the baseball players because (laughs) you know the greatest basketball player ever and and some lebron fans would probably argue with me but i I think michael jordan was the best basketball player ever 
and you get him on a baseball diamond, and he can't hit a curveball. So, uh, <laughs> well, hey, I mean, he, he could he could steal some bases, and you know, that's true. Do a couple other little things, yeah. but outside of that, the one thing he could do was bring in fans. Absolutely. I was uh, bringing together some numbers, and um, I think the 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 uh, the Barons drew nine hundred eighty five thousand fans that year <laughs> um, to watch him play. Yeah. So, I, I'd have gone myself if I was anywhere close. That would have been a sight to see. You know who might have been the best uh, best athlete, maybe, you can argue about, is a guy from very near Birmingham, Bo Jackson. Right? Sure. And, and he yeah, both he baseball did. and football, right? And I think he played for the Barons, didn't he? Uh, Wasn't Bo, Bo Jackson there um, for him? He might have gone I, straight in. I think he went straight in. Um, I'm okay. trying to – I'm trying to get through my uh, media guy here, see if I can find something. But yeah, but that, um, I don't. That, re- I, that was a. That was. I, I don't athlete. remember it, you know. So. So he played. Uh, he played there at Auburn, right? Uh, yeah. Bo? yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's a question I got, Eric. Do you guys uh, that one day of the year when the <laughs> Iron Bowl takes place? Do you allow Auburn and Alabama fan, fans in the in the brew pub at the same time? <laughs> uh. Well, we need to bring you to Alabama to witness it, but um, you, you should see um, you should see breweries, you should see restaurants on Saturdays in the South. Yeah. Um, it's actually our uh, worst time of the year, to be completely honest with you. Sure, um, because it's so everything is so close. I mean, most of the games now that you know now that Alabama or now that Texas A&M came into the uh, SEC, you know, most of the games are within you know five six hours you know yeah. from Birmingham. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so people travel, people go to those games. The other trick is, is nobody, nobody who's an Alabama or an Auburn fan wants to be in the room with any other fans. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you happen to be in a, uh, if you happen to be in a restaurant or a, or a brewery and you got some, you know, obnoxious Tennessee fan in their orange or some, you know, some LSU, you tiger down there, you know, all they're doing is rooting on whoever Alabama's playing against <laughs> yeah. and it just makes everybody mad. Um, so yeah, so we're pretty, uh, we're pretty dead on uh, Alabama and Auburn football games. Okay. I'll tell you that. All right. Yeah. No, but, uh, I mean, remember the uh, commercial with Bo Jackson and I think it was a Nike commercial and he's playing every sport. Then you get him on hockey skates and yeah, yeah Bo doesn't know <laughs> hockey. That was a good one. Yeah. But you also had uh, Willie Mays was from around there, right? And yeah, uh, you had some yeah. great players. Well, I remember yep. too. Uh, it was the Birmingham A's. So kind of Steve, when you and I really were probably teenagers watching baseball, it was when the A's were really powerful, and all of those yep. those guys like uh, Gene Tennis and Vita Blue and Sal Bando, Sal Bando, Bert Campanaris. Uh, yeah. My guess is all those guys came through Birmingham. And you know they named a beer after one of those guys too. Uh oh, I missed which, that one. Which one? John Blue Moon Odom. There. You- <laughs> <laughs> That's where that name came from. Yeah. So yeah, Miller Coors should be paying him a royalty, you know, for that one. Uh, he was back then. But those guys, those A's, when they had the hair and they had the mustaches, uh, they were like a, an original Brewers Guild back in the day, right? Of all of Major yeah. League Baseball players that or and teams. The white, white shoes. Yep. Yeah. And- yeah, and see, you you speak of you speak of the A's back then. You go one more one more bump up in uh, in years. You know, I grew up in North Alabama, and and the Huntsville Stars were up there, and they were an oh, sure. of the A's. Yeah. Um. So you know, I grew up watching Henderson and Conseco and McGuire, and yep. I still Bash. got a McGuire card when he was my age, the or Bash when he was brothers. my size. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Bass <laughs> brothers. I'm, I'm guessing McGuire was a lot skinnier back then. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think the card I had was he played third base. He was one eighty five and five foot eleven. Yeah. So uh, you take a picture of me right now and a picture of him, and you can see what uh, I guess hard work does for you. Yeah. Or that's before the juice kicked in, I guess, right? <laughs> that was. Yeah. Well, Eric, what's uh, what's the craft scene like in Alabama? Do you guys have a pretty active Brewers Guild and you getting together and? Uh, working together to try to make sure, uh, you know, local distribution laws and everything else are really there to try to push uh, forward uh, breweries like yours in, into um, into good things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we again, Alabama is, is behind, and I'm going to have this number wrong, but we have somewhere in the range of about 30 breweries in the entire state of Alabama. Um, the Brewers Guild actually has an office on the other end of my building, and um, so I get to, get, to, get to spend a lot of time with Dan Roberts, our, our director, um, yes, we, we try to do our best. We got bills right now that are trying to push, uh, allowing us to possibly have two breweries and do transfers in between and do some other things to kind of help grow the craft beer industry here. What's, what's awesome about craft beer in Alabama. Um, this actually came from a guy, um, works for a, for a, a very large grocery store chain. I'm not going to share it, um, because of my, my lack of having hard facts sitting in front of me, but, um, he, he stated that uh, Birmingham was the uh, second best selling area for his grocery stores for their own local craft beer. Hmm. So for the local stores in his in this area, drinking the local beer, we were number two behind Charlotte. Nice. Um, Asheville was number three. Atlanta was down the list. Jacksonville, Florida was down there. So you start looking at that, and the and it really helped us see how tight this Birmingham market is. And how uh, how they just they love their craft beer that's uh, made here locally. I know we you know being here in Yakima, sort of the epicenter of you know craft beer getting started, and a lot of great breweries both in the state of Washington and Oregon, and then further down the coast into California. There's uh, every once in a while this this thought or perception that uh, craft beer uh, has peaked and that it's oversaturated and. And then I say, wait a minute, you know, ladies and gentlemen, get down to the southeast and go to places like Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, even Texas. I mean, these are areas where the per capita density of, of craft breweries is still pretty pretty small compared to what it is on the uh, the west coast. So great opportunities for growth yet, and uh, and it's because people are like you making great beers and bringing in the community and doing a lot locally, and it's the same sort of recipe for success that we've had on the on the west coast so we're right. excited about right. everything you guys are doing there well and i think too uh in one of your past podcasts i, I believe the brewery's name was storm cloud um, a couple hours away from the from the yakima valley and yep. you know he, you know he talked he talked too about you know i think you talked to him about growth and everything and and that is something that that a lot of us have been been discussing is you know is is our goal to just keep keep going i mean is it I mean, we're only at 6,500 barrels. We hope to hit 8,500 this year. Yep. Um, but again, we haven't even hit the whole state of Alabama yet. We mm-hmm. haven't even looked at Atlanta, which is two hours away. But again, I've got a great staff. I've got a great building. Everything is wonderful. It is and, and even Natalie from Russian River talked about this at CBC. Isn't it really good to, to be profitable and be who you want to be and not just completely grow to be you know, some 15, 20, 30,000 barrel a year brewery, but you don't even know the guy working the canning line. Anymore, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, 
Nope, that's that's that is absolutely correct. As um, as we said last week, uh, it was cloudburst. That's what you were thinking of. Uh, cloudburst. Yeah. You know, uh, be comfortable with your in your own skin and and do what and makes you happy. I mean, if you get that that thing going, then uh, the rest of it's relatively easy. So. Right. Right. Well, how often do you get to ball games there in Birmingham, uh, Eric? Uh, well, I uh, I usually make it out to a couple um, throughout the season um, with the Barons. Um, try to get out to a couple of UAB games as well. Uh, my battle that I have is, uh, you know, my my other full time job uh, gets me out of the house every three nights anyway to be at the firehouse. So uh, <laughs> so my nights are a little limited. Um, so trying to work that around. Uh, I got three kids as well, so trying to work that around kids sports and um, my own work and the brewery. Um, it's a little limited, but, uh, but we've got a couple season tickets uh, for the people at the brewery. And um, yeah, it's just a, and it's only, it's on 12th and we're at 45th. So, I mean, you're talking 33 blocks away from here. Um, and it's a great, great walk up stadium. I mean, when you walk in the front gates, uh, you look out, the, the field's kind of sunken down. You see the field, but what's great is you've got a children's hospital out in right field, um, and they really pushed this year to do a big uh, seventh inning wave, um, so seventh inning stretch. Cool. Um, so everyone's there waving at the kids up at children's hospital. That, nice. Uh, nice. They, they actually built the hospital so that one end of the hallways open up to big glass windows, and they have bleachers on a lot of the floors um, so that the kids can go down there. Even though they can't leave the hospital, they can go down to the other end of the hallway and sit there and watch, watch it from the outfield. Nice. Um, so that's really neat. And then you look out in the left field, you've got the, uh, the small Birmingham skyline, but you've got the old school Birmingham skyline with the old Lear tower where they used to bring in the, uh, the uh, blimps and drop people off way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really, really cool thing they did setting up that stadium. So Eric, are you able to get your uh, beers inside the stadium for, I uh, am. Yes. Good? Yeah. Nice. Yep. It's, it's, it's fun to go in there. Um, you know, it's fun to go into the game and, uh, I mean, looking all the way back and going, okay, you know, years ago, I mean, I'm, I'm still humble at heart. And, uh, to think about, you know, years ago, goals were to get on next to Avery and great divide and those big guys at the local pub. And now, now you can go in the stadium and I've got a can of my beer in the stadium. I actually have two cans, two cool. different varieties there. Yep. Um, and you can go in and buy it. So that's, uh, Perfect. it's really awesome. Perfect. It's a great feeling. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, yeah. Best wishes to, to you and Cahaba, and uh, keep making great beer and introducing more Alabamians to uh, to good beer. Well, hey, and uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, and if you have never researched Brickwood Field, um, look up the oldest functioning brewery, oldest functioning brewery, old, oldest functioning baseball stadium in the country. Um, it's, it's right here, and it's where the Bears used to play years ago. So it's a uh, Great, great history for Birmingham. Terrific. Thanks, Eric. We'll we'll do that, Eric. Have a good Uh, day. Yep, you too. Steve, well, uh, another another weekend of hop growing season. Still, obviously, very early, but uh, it's nice weather at least so far in the in the three states. A little bit of wetness early in Oregon, but seems like that's not a big issue anymore. Yeah, I talked to an Oregon grower this morning, and sounds like the uh, flooding subsided. They're able to get back on the fields now, which is a positive thing. a little cool over the weekend here in the Yakima Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some uh, frost warnings, which uh, it's getting a little bit late in the season to be getting those. But I think most growers kind of um, welcomed uh, the cooler weather, just kind of slowing things down and let them get 
caught up a little bit and then uh, really looking forward to uh, taking a couple of folks on my team and heading down to Idaho tomorrow to see some of our friends down there who are growing hops for us so um, get a little better feeling for uh, what kind of start they're off to. Like you said last week I think Idaho should be off to the best start of the three states and yep Drove around a little bit this weekend. I see a few hops starting to kind of creep up some of the twine, uh, but very, very little just yet. So. Yeah, most of the growers have kind of timed their burn off uh, or beat back to uh, their optimum twining dates or t- uh, training dates. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, you see the guys that probably got a little antsy and got them beat down a little early. Uh, they're they're going to be wanting to get those things uh, trained and on the string, but... Uh, Usually, it's in the best interest of growers here in the valley to get cascades on that uh, string about that first week of May. So we're still a little ways away from that. Yep. Uh, probably towards the end of this week, maybe next week they'll get going on that. But uh, so far, most uh, yards I've looked at, except for some concern on the babies just for uh, uh, the, the shape that the, yep. the roots were in. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. Yep. Well, uh, like baseball, it's always an interesting season. We'll see what happens here. It is. It's still early. A lot of things can happen, both in baseball and growing hops. So we'll enjoy it and uh, react as it happens. Well, have a good trip down to Idaho, and we'll talk about it when you get back. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one.